Great is the name of the Lord and greatly to be praised. I'm so excited about us getting ready to jump into this message. Man, I am, oh man, it's just, it's really a good thing. So we are in episode number 12 of our series, Masterpiece in Progress. And uh, a masterpiece is something that is made with superior or extraordinary skill and is done over a period of time. And so as we look at this, we realize that we are a masterpiece in progress. And our foundation scripture comes from Ephesians, the second chapter, the 10th verse from the New Living Translation. It says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. God has had a plan for us long ago. And he is working that plan out in our lives as we yield to him. And so today we're going to be going into Ephesians, the sixth chapter, starting at that 10th verse. And we're going to walk through that because I believe what we're talking about today is something that is applicable to our current situation, social climate here in the United States of America. Ephesians, the sixth chapter, the 10th verse, starting at verse number 10 of Ephesians 6. English Standard Version says this. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. So Paul has gone through these other five chapters and he gets to this, which is his final point. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Before I go on, I want to remind um, those of you that have not seen episode number 11. We were talking about relationships in episode number 11, and I think it will be beneficial to you and your relationships if you go onto our YouTube page and review episode number 11 from God's House Christian Church, Masterpiece in Progress. Let's go on. So he says, be strong. So he's saying, be strong within yourself, but make that strength in the Lord and in the strength. That word strength is the same word in the King James Version, power, which is the word deutimus, which means the dynamic, eternal power of God. And in his strength, his, in, in his might, which is the ability to do what he says that he can do. He has the strength, the wherewithal to do what he says. So he says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. So he's setting us up saying, you've got to lock into the Lord because he has everything you need, the strength and the power for you to accomplish what it is that you need to accomplish. And he says, number 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. I want to note, note that first word of that verse, put. The second word, on. So this is something that we have to do. This is not anything physical, but this is a mental exercise that we have to do, a spiritual uh, exercise that we have to do in order to be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. The devil's been around for a very long time. 
He knows everything about us based upon his interaction with mankind. But he's not all-knowing. He only knows what he knows. God knows all things. But because God has given us this free will, we can make the decision to go either God's way or the devil's way. And that's why he establishes schemes to pull us away from the covering that God has given us as being his children. Come on, let's come on. He says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So our, our battle is not against flesh and blood. This is a spiritual battle. This is on a whole nother level. This is a whole nother region. This is not me uh, fighting against a person because of their skin color, because of where they live. It, no, this is a spiritual battle. If you uh, lock only on the flesh, then you're actually falling into the enemy's scheme because he doesn't want us to operate in unity as men. Because if we operate in unity, God says, wherever there's unity, I will commend my blessing. So he does not want us to be blessed. So we want to operate in unity and fight the powers that are actually trying to separate us. So as we're going through this current situation, this current atmosphere, I want to encourage you to not focus so much on the skin color the, uh, of the persons or, or any of that, we want to focus on the spirit of murder, the spirit of hatred, the spirit of pride that is coming in and causing one man to feel that he, he's uh, better than another man. And that way we can overcome what the schemes of the enemy are. Now, you may be saying, you know, Pastor, I, I hear what you're saying, but I just think I need to, to, to do something with people. Now, I'm not saying that we eliminate not interacting with people, but we have to understand that this is a fight on two fronts. The first front that we're fighting on is the spiritual front because it says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Let me let me give you give you this point real quick. Back in the days that Paul was writing this, when you were involved in a wrestling match, it wasn't no WWE wrestling that they were doing. It wasn't n none of that. It this was actually a very combative situation. The purpose was still the same to pin a person, to hold their shoulders down, but the loser back in that day actually lost his sight. They took out his eyeballs if he lost. And he would be blind the rest of his life. So do you think there would be motivation for the wrestlers to give everything they had 
so that they could be victorious. That's why he said, he says, we got to be strong in the Lord and in the Lord's strength. As we submit into the Lord and we submit to the power of his might, then we can know what it is that we need to do and how we need to do this. Because this fight is not against flesh and blood. He says it's against the rulers. It's against the authorities. It's against the cosmic powers over this present darkness. So it's talking about things that are happening in the heavenlies that we can't see with our natural eye, but there's a war going on in what we call the spirit realm that has different levels of authority that we need to come up against. But the only way that we can come up against it is, is, is if we're strong in the Lord and in the strength or power of his might. And so that we can come against the spiritual forces that are trying to overcome this world. Now, we also know that there's a propensity, there's a driving, there's a pushing toward us operating in what we call our flesh. Our flesh wants to satisfy itself. Our flesh is comprised of our five senses and our body. And so anything that seems good to that, that's what it would love to do. But because our mind is renewed because we are new creatures in Christ Jesus, now we have this war going on in our mind, which saying, should I do this or should I do that? Should I do the things that I know are not uh, pleasing to God or should I do the things that are pleasing to God? I, I know it sounds simple, but in the midst of a situation, if we're not established in God and in his strength and in his power and in his might, we will actually slip and go in a direction that is not pleasing to God. So I'm saying that we don't become so focused on an individual or on a group set or on an ethnicity that we miss that the scheme of the enemy is like a puppet master trying to manipulate situations so that we cannot be functional. We cannot be able to do what God has called us to do, which is to be salt and light in the earth. So I want to point that out because then he goes on in verse number 13. He says, therefore... Take up the whole armor of God. Wait a minute. He just said, put it on. Now he's saying, listen, I am not playing. Put that armor on. You need to have this armor on. That you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. So God, so Paul is saying, listen. You've got to have that armor on. That armor enables you to stand. And, it, and once you have it on, you will stand all the schemes of the enemy. And when you withstand the schemes of the enemy, you can stand. And you can stand firm. And once you've done all that you could physically do, you're still able to stand because your hope, your trust Everything, your strength is in the Lord. And you're leaning, you're submitting to his strength, 
You're submitting to his power. You're submitting to his might that he will lead you and guide you to how you should maneuver in this situation. And when we operate and when we look at this, we realize that we have been empowered. We have been uh, given what is necessary to overcome the enemy. Why? Because the weapons that we use, they are not carnal. But they're mighty through God, through God, to the pulling down of strongholds. So the, our weapons that we fight with are not based upon this realm. They are heavenly weapons that are superpowered, empowered through God so that we can destroy the strongholds, we can destroy the schemes, we can destroy anything that the enemy throws our way so that we will be victorious as we fight. Now, I know a lot of us may not have been in fights in our lives. I know uh, some of us may have just had this nice little course through life and never had to go through anything, any antagonism or anything like that. But when you are uh, in a fight, uh, I used to wrestle when I was in middle school and the other person wasn't just going to lay over and let me win. It was a struggle. And so there's some effort that is going to require from us in order to be victorious. And we have to be ensure that we have the, the time with God that's necessary for us to know the direction that he will have for us to go. We have to have time in prayer. We have to have time in studying the word of God. We have to have time in fellowship with one another so that we can encourage one another to stay focused on the real issue and not focus on what everyone else is saying is the real issue. Because what some folks say is the real issue is not the real issue. Because the real issue is not flesh and blood. But it's against the rulers and the authorities and the evil wickedness in the heavenlies. You see where I'm coming from? This, we, 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 we sometimes try to make things so physical that we miss that this is actually a spiritual battle that we're fighting. And so we have to ensure that we get our minds right and focused on the spiritual battle. Let's see. And so, with that said, I am going to go ahead and make this one a very short one. Next week, I'm going to talk about what our armament is and how to put it on and how to appropriately use our armament in order for us to have victory. Because I want to take a moment to address what was going, that is going on this uh, last week uh, and to also 
to make mention of this is why this area of scripture is so important. If you have not heard, there was a very tragic, there's been almost in a span of a month, three very tragic deaths that have been brought to the forefront. Now, I understand that there have been many other deaths, but these three were of significance. The final one uh, that brought about the, uh, this powder keg situation was uh, Mr. George Floyd, who uh, died because there was a knee placed in his back and he could not breathe and he ended up expiring while in police custody. It happened to be that the officer that had his knee in his back happened to be a white officer and George Floyd was a large African-American man. He's just a big guy, about 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, For me, that's a big guy. But my point in all this is this caused an uprising. And I had an opportunity to speak with a good friend of mine, Jeremy Havitt, pastor of Renovation Church. He asked me to come and, and to speak to his people about the situation. Jeremy has a predominantly white church. Uh, Jeremy is white, and, but he, that's irrelevant. That's my brother, and he's my friend. And so uh, he asked me to come over. And the great thing about it was uh, I had been listening to some other people talk about this, and so I was able to go and articulate a healing or a method for us to achieve healing for this current situation. But even then, I brought out these scriptures that I just told you about, 10 through 12. Because the first thing when I read about this George Floyd situation, the first thing that I started doing was praying. Because I knew that the enemy was setting something up. And a lot of the protests have been very peaceful. They have been, I, I would say they've been very forthright and I believe that they are hitting the points that need to be hit. And I believe that because of the current situation with the coronavirus and all this other stuff that was going on, there are more people that are listening and are jumping on board in order to make this happen. But just like with the peaceful demonstrations, there was also an element in there that was using this in order for nefarious uh, situations or schemes. They were using the peaceful protests as an opportunity for them to be vandals and go and steal, uh, go ahead and loot. You know, it, this is how the enemy works. The enemy tries to use this little sublime method by which he causes more destruction. 
And we have to be wise to that. And if we see someone doing something, we should notify the appropriate authorities so that they can do their job, that we pray, for, pray over them about and that they have been selected to do. So what I want to point out to you is the fact that we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. There is an enemy who wants to pull us away from having faith in God. And he wants to pull us away in such, in such a manner that will cause us to lose our focus and cause us to believe that what's happening around us is greater than the power that he has. And so, like I said, next week we're going to go into the different parts of this and and look into this in such a way so that we can understand how God has empowered us and how God has positioned us in order to be victorious. And so I want to just let you know that if you have not had the opportunity to see uh, the conversation that my friend Jeremy and I have had, uh, you can go on our Facebook page, God's House Christian Church Facebook page is God's House CC. Uh, you can see, listen to that conversation, comment and share. And like I said, I have pulled in information that I have received from others. I have watched another uh, broadcast and got and pulled some of, pulled some of uh, his points that they were making because I believe that this is not a physical battle, but a spiritual one that once we fight in the spirit that we can easily begin to maneuver in the physical. But if we have not pushed back those spiritual wickednesses and those authorities and those rulers, those schemes and whims and wiles of the devil, it becomes more a problem than us operating towards a solution. And the final point that I want to make out of that is, as long as we are in this flesh, in this body, the propensity for our body is to serve itself and to make itself in the best position. So we have to ensure that we are listening to the voice of God and that God uh, is submitting to his direction, knowing that he has all power, he has all strength, he has all ability to do what he said he's going to do. Well, that's all I'm going to hit you with this week. Next week, we're going to talk about the equipment that we need to utilize, how we utilize it, why it is in the position that Paul utilized it for so that we can get a good understanding of how we're dressed to fight this conflict with the devil and his schemes. Now, I want to say, if you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you need to know. As you can tell, things are getting pretty crazy in this world. Jesus told us in Matthew, the 24th chapter, he said that you're going to hear wars and rumors of war, and that you're going to have famine, that you're going to have all these crazy things, that you're going to have brother against brother, and I, I don't think it necessarily just meant brother against relational brother. I mean a black person versus a white person. 
type of conflicts. An African versus a China, Chinese person. Uh, there's going to be humans fighting humans for reasons that, if you really look at it, do not make sense. But he's saying that's just the beginning of the craziness. So it's going to get crazier. So we have to have our minds focused in the right direction, not on what we see, but we have to look to the Father and submit to his direction so that we can see things for what they are and not as what they appear to be. So if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are in a situation whereby you are in a dark room and have no light to see. But Jesus says he is the way, he is the truth, he is the light, he is the life, he is the beacon that can guide you in the right direction. And if you're frustrated and you're feeling angry about what has happened, then I would tell you that you need to rest in Jesus. He says that he will take all that pain, all that anger, he will take that and he will give you a situation where the burden is easy and the yoke is light that you can trust him and know that he has everything under control. And it's not a hard thing to trust in him once you have committed yourself to him. The Bible says it like this. As if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So simply it's just you confess that you believe Jesus is Lord and that you believe God has raised him from the dead. And that you're willing to turn away from the way that you were going before and follow a new way. You shall be saved. You shall be rescued. You shall be in a position to be called a child of God. So I want to encourage you, if you have not done that, today is a good day to do that. And if today is the day that you have done that, please let us know so that we can assist you along on this journey. Because we want to let you know that you're not in this by yourself. But there's a group of believers who are wanting you to be highly successful in all of your endeavors. And so with that said, I just want to tell you that God loves you and his whole desire is for you to be reconciled back to him. I hope you were encouraged by the message and I believe that you will be strengthened in your spirit when you get your focus in the right position. Thank you for hanging out with us today. I just declare God's blessings upon you and your family that this will be a great week for you in Jesus name.